0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read a collected volume of manga, as well as all the chapters from Shonen Jump on Viz's website. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Bakuman Volume 14 to keep that tradition going into the new year. Yeah. Before we just gush about Bakuman for a while, though, we have a not-so-full Shonen Jump, only 19 chapters. It feels like everything is coming to an end.
1: I think, like, this is roughly about how full Shona Jump usually is. We've been overstuffed lately, but the goal yeah.
0: is for them to hit 20. And if you take Hell's Paradise out, they're only at 18. Yeah. But you're right. We are kind of normalizing, although I am ready for some new stuff to start, personally. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I say that, I thought it was a pretty good issue of Shonen Jump. So that's not like a complaint. I'm just ready for some new stuff. It's feeling a little bit empty. Not even specifically, yeah. like I'm not missing we never learn or anything.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, though.
0: Do you have any other thoughts on the issue as a whole, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I kind of had a weird, like, what normally happens when the issue is pretty good. Like, I have a weird block where I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, there's some stuff I really liked, that one up top. And then there's a bunch of stuff that I like liked that's just in this giant blob of mm-hmm. like, there, sure. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Let's just get into it then, starting with My Hero Academia number 297, Tartarus, which seemed like a weird chapter to me, especially after a one-week break, that it's not doing a huge jump forward, but I was definitely expecting more denouement, and we're right into this escalation story that I think he just wanted to tell real quick, because I don't think this will go on too long. It's more yeah. of a table-setting story. What did you think of it, Kevin?
1: Yeah, that's that's basically what I got. It was kind of cool seeing some of the old villains come back. You know, like uh, Muscles. What, yeah, so what's his saying, name?
0: Muscles is the only one that really stood out to me. And I feel like his role in the story is over. Like, I don't need to see him fight Deku again. And I don't need to see him fight Bakugo or Todoroki or anyone.
1: Yeah, it was just, it's one of those, like, nice seeing him. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot. He'll probably fight one of the, like, adult superheroes. Mm-hmm. The the tooth guy was cool to see again. I always thought he was weird, but...
0: He is. This chapter is all about all for one, doing a prison breakout, controlling Tomura's body, because he can plan it from the inside and the outside, and a whole bunch yep. of prison guards who are assholes trying to stop him, but failing.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple of new faces, I think, out of Tartarus.
0: Yeah, like the nurse-ish character, I certainly didn't recognize.
1: Yeah. And then the uh, short dark, the guy with short dark hair. I don't think I recognized.
0: Yeah, I don't think I did either. I was surprised we didn't see Stain in there. Not that I think Stain would join all for one, but I feel like he is the character in that prison that I feel like I wanted to see again. That whose story I feel like is not complete.
1: Have they? Did they mention that Stains in Tartarus? They never specifically
0: said so. I just assume so. They didn't. They never said otherwise.
1: I don't think that he would be in Tartarus because, honestly, his quirk is not that difficult to contain.
0: Yeah, it's highly manageable, you're right. But it's, obviously, My Hero Academia pulls heavily from American superhero stories, and the super prison that all the bad guys go to is a pretty common trope.
1: Yeah, so, like, that's what, I'm wondering if he might come back anyway. Yeah, there's certainly other avenues. Yeah, he wasn't in Tartarus.
0: It's just like he's really the only character who's been taking off the board him and, and gentle criminal. I suppose those are the only characters whose stories feel like they're not done to me. Like I would have been fine if all for one stayed in that jail, the entire rest of the story. Uh, I'm not yeah. upset that he's out. Like there, I think there is stuff to do with him mm-hmm. on the board, but stained is the one who is really like, ah, he, here's opportunity
1: for more story there. And we didn't really get that yet. Yeah. Kind of similar with Gentle Criminal, but not, not as much as Stain's. Like, I really feel yeah. like Stain... That's why I'm hoping Stain will come back. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the maybe he breaks out. Maybe the heroes break him out. Or not break him out, but release him kind of thing.
0: Yeah, he's the character that I think, like I said, there's potential with. Whereas, uh, all for one, there's definitely stuff you can do. This feels very positioning for a finale. Which, yeah. like I said, you always want your shonen manga to feel when you can. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I was mostly just surprised by the pacing of I was expecting a little more of people being wheeled to the hospital and stuff. But we're Correct. moving yeah. right along. Although there's still certainly time to flash back to that.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty good.
0: Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to One Piece Chapter 1001 Battle of Monsters on Onigashima, which continues to be peak One Piece. Yes. I love that Kaido is so hyped to fight Luffy. He's like, ah, oh, that punch hurt. That punch hurt. Yes. <laughs> Bro, we have got to do a fight now.
1: <laughs> I really liked that moment. I really loved Kid being like, first person that backs down away from the attack is a coward. And Imp, Law, and <laughs> Luffy, just with their faces, they're trying to avoid that that fireball. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they go to like this super... Like over realistic grotesque style for it,
1: yeah, it looks really good. And then Zoro just being like, "What are you idiots doing?"
0: And I love Law like repeatedly trying to get his edge in, but he can't because of the fight. And be like, "Look, Luffy, I was gonna send all those samurai down without you. You're making it look like I'm following your orders, and I'm not."
1: <laughs> yeah, and I like Kid just being like, "I don't care which of the two it, or which of the two idiots you follow." Yeah, or w-
0: which idiot follows which.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: We, we also get some genuine badass moments, like Kaido looking at Luffy and seeing all the people who have hurt him before behind him. Really good panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoro knowing Kinamon's fire-cutting move, which as soon as Big Mom shot that fireball, I knew it was going to happen, but was still sweet. Yeah. Zoro and Killer getting along much better than the captains, but that's not saying much. Correct. So yeah, really solid chapter at One Piece. I, I can't wait two weeks for the next one. I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I, I'd also Luffy being like, God damn, Kaido, I was even reading the future and I couldn't dodge that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Super, super strong. Next up, we got Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 135, The Shibuya Incident, Part 52. I hope it's the Shibuya Incident. I didn't actually write down what the
1: incident was. I thought I would remember. It sounds right. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I think it was pretty good. We've just basically got a couple other people showing up to this fight. I do like the like the ice curse user showing up to help, I think, Ghetto. Yeah. Or whoever's d- inhabiting Ghetto's body. I
0: did like the I forget with, his name with, where the, the Sakura of the Gojo Ghetto trio showed up. Yes. To be the reinforcement. Although this one didn't do a lot for me. I think it was mostly, like I said, a pretty good week of Shonen Jump. I didn't dislike it. It just didn't do a lot for me.
1: No, that's fair. I didn't have a huge, yes, she's here. Like, it's cool, but it like, I don't have a huge connection to her. Also, the guy that was trying
0: to kill Itadori for killing his brothers has decided Itadori is his brother. I did like Panda commenting on it. What is it with people thinking Itadori is their brother? But I didn't really get that at
1: all. It's, yeah, I think it's some weird thing with how Itadori f- defeated him the first time. I
0: mean, it tracks. It just doesn't yeah. that cool shonen moment to me that I think it was going for.
1: I think it was going for a bit like weird of a moment, like oh, which is kind of why yeah. they have Panda hang the hat on it, mm-hmm. because we have you know we have his thought process being like I can only see glimpses of death of my brothers, and I saw one for Itadori, so he has to be my brother.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. I think there was also like that was some illusionary jutsu one of the other ones cast on Itadori, so that must have like got tied in somehow.
0: Yeah, I didn't. This I wasn't like. Oh man, this is a- this is lazy. I was just like, I I don't really get
1: what this is. It's kind of weird. I think we'll have it explained a bit more later.
0: Yeah, didn't dislike it, but yeah, didn't go super high. What else did you want to say about it? That's really it. All right, that brings us on to Mashal Magic and Muscles Chapter Forty Six: Rain Ames and God's Gift. What did you think of Mashal this week? Pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of just exposition about the triple liners they have bleach powers where they can awaken their wand into a true form so it yeah. turns it into a weapon there's a decent cream puff joke
1: yeah that was pretty good
0: it's all kind of shown in posturing but again that is what i'm here for
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i like the tie-in to the the gods thing where it's not just like the wand doesn't awaken into any weapon it awakens it this is like this is Ares's war axe kind of thing mm-hmm you know, so like someone will have Athena's spear, stuff like that. I think that could be pretty cool. And they might not even stick to the Greek pantheon.
0: I'm just expecting we're not going to see many of these. I, I'm sure that Ames isn't going to be the only one, but I don't think any of Mashulf's friends are going to get this power. Maybe the, the kind of weak kid will. Yeah, maybe.
1: Or maybe, you know, maybe this is kind of his ramp up thing, like adding Bonkai to Bleach. I just don't think it is.
0: You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. It just doesn't have that feel to me.
1: It doesn't, but I think this could be a cool thing that, like, you know, a couple of the characters the super, Yeah, a couple. And usually it'll probably be, like, the antagonists.
0: It, it feels like Mashal sh- Super wouldn't get it, but, like, a weapon would help Mashal a ton, so. And yeah. I guess
1: he did kind of pick out a wand, so. And a very special wand at that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's possible. Yeah. I just meant, even if they only do like a couple of these, they might not necessarily stick to the Greek pantheon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would not expect them to. I expect them to be mostly Greek, but then throw in like Thor and other really famous gods.
2: Mm-hmm. I, Some I of the Egyptian ones would be cool.
0: Gods you've heard of? Yeah, Ra, Isis, Horus, Anubis. Yeah, enjoyed it. Don't have mm-hmm. much to say on it though. Anything else you want to add? No. That brings us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter Twenty Eight: Nostalgic Home. Which was just a very sweet chapter. Yeah. Although it did seem like it was implying something at the end, which was real nice. Yeah. Suzu and why can't I think of main character guy's name? Matsuri. Matsuri. I wanted to call him Makai. I'm like, nope, he's not a demon realm. (laughs) And Matsuri get trapped in a house by a spirit who wants to possess them and make them act like the old couple who live there. It's very sweet. Yeah. Then a long-haired Suzu appears and thanks them. And that's interesting.
1: Well, and she also looks slightly different than Suzu, like, because she even says at the end, thank you for letting me be, Suzu Kanade. Yeah. Uh, I, so that's obviously setting up stuff for later, which is neat.
0: Yes. I, I quite like the design of the character, too. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add on it? I don't really have. I really enjoyed it. It was very sweet, but I don't have a lot to say on it.
1: It's, you know, like some of those really good We Never Learn chapters. It was like, it was really good. I, that's all I really want to say about it, because otherwise, like, I kind of ruin it.
0: <laughs> Burning through shouting jump this week, but that's fine, because that's how it was reading it. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Build King Chapter Eight. Look at it upside down. What did you think of Build King this week, Kevin?
1: I liked it. I like the kind of conclusion to this tooth arc, <laughs> and yep. it seems pretty interesting. Like with the uh, the thing at the end with the. Upside-down vampire dude recognizing the picture.
0: Yeah. And be like, oh, that house. I, I know that one. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel like it had that like arc climax energy that Bakumon talks about, you know? Mm-hmm. we're at the end of the arc, it feels super good. I enjoyed this arc. I get why they kind of sped through the construction, but it felt a little anticlimactic to me. That's a, a little bit? I am excited about where it's going, and I like the chapter overall. So mm-hmm. it still did pretty well, just not quite as well as I'd hoped. Uh, but if Bakum or if Build King's next arc is as good or better, I think it's going to be a pretty decent series. Yeah. Speaking of pretty decent series, next up we have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth Twenty Six Sunken Ruins Part Three, which I actually liked quite a bit, even if they their explanation was a non-explanation, but that was fine. Yeah. I I like the captain beating up this fish person. It was a pretty fun fight.
1: Yeah. And I like the hints that shark isn't human or like has something special about him Mm -hmm. with him being like, listen, I know you're like ridiculously strong, but like you've literally been poisoned with enough poison to kill an elephant. How, how are you still standing? Not even like you shouldn't be standing. How are you doing it?
0: I mean, that could also just be being shonen, though. He is a shonen
1: protagonist, even if he's a bit of an old one. He is, but at the same time, even like Shark has that, you know, thing in his head of like, how is he not unconscious yet? Yeah. Which makes me think, you know, like they keep hinting at the fact that something is weird about him.
0: Yeah. But again, that just reads to me as uh, shonen willpower stuff. But you're right. This series would be most like, more likely to go to a, uh, oh, he's not quite human sort of.
1: Area, yeah. You know, maybe he's like Dolphin, where he had like he has the hand. Yeah, he um, like he has an
0: artifact like, and he doesn't know about it. And that's part of why he got transferred. Something,
1: yeah. I could certainly see that.
0: But yeah, the fight scene stuff was really good. The sort of dread at the back half with um, being like, oh, we're we're gonna make sure the Oracle's coming is good. Mm-hmm. And the poison plot also good.
1: Yep. Oh, I do like that. The one girl that had been with the. The lifeguard actually like turns out to be some like I knew she was going to be somebody, but it was like, oh, yeah, she's actually like kind of powerful and is one of the family bosses or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was the one bit of the the, like, oh, man, these aren't just regular fish people. They're top tier gangsters was the one bit that was kind of like ant to me. It's a decent way to introduce who are going to be the sort of cannon father enemies for this arc. But
1: I just like that. She was like rank three or whatever. Mm hmm. Like, it's kind of nice because, you know, she, like, when they had been doing it beforehand, they'd been playing, like, you know, a pair of idiots. But it turns out she's actually, like, someone important.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura Family Mission 66 Cherry Blossom Viewing Party. What did you think of Mission Yuzakura this week,
1: Kevin? Pretty good again. It's got some some pretty good cute moments. I like just the whole idea of them being like, yeah, this is how we prep for a mission.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. I like the stuff with the uh, elder brother coming to him and be like, "Hey, we also have this thing that we have to do." And them having like kind of a moment that gets interrupted.
1: Sort of, but I also like the the elder brother still being like, you know, an asshole about it. He's just mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm not bothering anybody else about it, and you're expendable, so you're coming with me." Yeah.
0: But then he's about to say something sweet and it gets interrupted. It's yeah. good vibes. Yeah. Plus drunk Futaba is continues to be funny. Yes. All righty, anything else you want to say on it? No. That brings us into jump card. Jump Card's the segment where we rank everything in jump, not just the stuff we read, from our least favorite up to our favorite. Had 19 chapters this week, which is less than we've been getting lately. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? That's where I have High School Family. Same. They're the, the just like a definition of a pointless chapter, which is all High School Family ever is. Yeah. But like there wasn't even like any good jokes or anything in it. No. What do you got at 18? That's where I put Me and Robico. I thought me and Robico was hilarious this week. I'm not gonna lie,
1: I was liking it a lot more than I normally do. About two thirds of the way through the chapter, and then just something about it turned me off again. Because I was like, "Wow, this is actually like this is a pretty funny concept." I'm, you know, this is actually working out pretty good. And then, you know what? Honestly, I think it was is that Robico showed up, and then like that somehow made it worse. That I know that's weird to hurt say. Heard it.
0: I mean, I'll agree with you, that's the weak part of the story, but also she's barely there and like she factors into the plan. I'll I'll talk to about it more when I where I have it ranked. But like that's I was fair. actually laughing at this chapter and I was like, okay. And like they didn't do any of their like bullshit, like, oh, it's just like Dragon Ball stuff. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a parody of manga instead of just like referencing some uh, manga yeah, stuff. A
1: specific parody, yeah.
0: I got our blood oath at eighteen. Sure because it seemed like it just drained the tension they were making last week. It felt very circular. And yeah. I don't really care about the person in peril. So
1: Yeah, it's my number 17. I I really don't care either. And then honestly with the with him being like, "Oh, I thought the little kid would have grown up a little bit more." I was like, "Isn't he still like 9?" Yeah. I don't know. You're like, I like. Oh, I thought he would have matured more. It was like it's been like what a year. You're expecting a nine year old to have you know like a conscience. I mean, not that he doesn't, but it was like you're expecting him to like that. That kind of bothered me. Where I was like, well, I mean, yeah, clearly, but at the same time, you're expecting a lot of a nine year old kid that's kind of spoiled.
2: Yeah,
0: I got black clover at seventeen. Okay. I just, like I said, when Black Clover gets into his it, everybody fight parts, I just, I can't care. That's fair. What do you got at 16?
1: That's where I put Mori King. Okay. Final chapter of Mori King this week. Yep. Final chapter of Mori King, the end was, the end honestly threw me. That's fair. It kind of got me. Sort of, except it it just made me raise a bunch of questions. Because it was like, I like the fact that it was like, yeah, so a bunch of the bugs transformed into people. So it's like, okay, cool. And then it was like, well, except Mori King decided not to. Only then he's like, another one is around again.
0: Yeah. I mean, that just felt it very Looks exactly
1: like him. Like how these stories end to me.
0: Sort of. yeah. And, and I appreciate it ending on basically the same joke it started on. Mm-hmm. It didn't go crazy high for me, but uh, I'll talk about it a bit more where I have it. But I enjoyed it. Sure. I got Phantom Seer at 16. Okay. Better than like last week's Phantom Seer, but like just didn't really do anything for me and I didn't really like the direction it's going with the new guy who showed up. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh, this is terrible. I'm just like, eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah. It's my number 15 for a lot of the same reasons.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's where I put Undead Unluck. Okay. Which I didn't dislike, again, I thought, but I thought it was a pretty good week of Shonen Jump. That's kind of where it starts. This is the stuff that just didn't wow me. Okay. I, I like the the background story for the uh, author character, but I don't really think I needed it. Mm-hmm. What do you got at
1: 14? That's where I put magu I did like magu I just, I think a little bit of him being silly didn't mesh with me this week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the splitting into seven versions of himself and then luring all of them together. It was like I, something about it didn't quite click. So I still did like it, but it wasn't amazing.
0: Uh, that's where I put Sakamoto Days. Again, I okay. thought it was a good jump, and I actually liked Sakamoto Days more than I have been lately. I'm actually really excited for the potential of a fight on a roller coaster that we might get next week. Mm-hmm. I think that's potentially super good. Yeah. But again, it didn't wow me other than with what might come next week.
1: Yeah, uh, it's my number 13. I do like the I kind of liked the line at the end, basically, where it's like, hey, it's it's, you know, his vacation day. I'm working overtime to cover him.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think another reason it went lower for me is I did not like the villain sort of catchphrase about appeal. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I like the first time he said it. I'm like, "Oh, OK, but then like as it kept going, I'm like, eh.
1: yeah, yeah, uh, that's definitely very weird.
0: Thirteen's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Like I said, enjoyed it. It just didn't really do it for me. Um, uh, it felt very sure. set up y. It's more excited for next week. What do you get at twelve?
1: That's where I put Build King. Okay. Like I said, it was pretty good ending to the arc. That's where I put Magu chan.
0: Okay. I kind of agree with you, but like the joke about oh he split into seven. Maybe we'll get a wish if we gather him together. And like Ruri's mom just I really enjoyed her being around and reacting to it still yeah and then yeah also it's still good th- the joke about what's the other divine being being the like anime kid's mom also got <laughs> me pretty
1: good yeah yeah
0: so that's where i went what do you got at 11
1: that's actually where i have hard cop and dolphin i think because of the non-answer to the how can she breathe underwater
0: i mean it's it's the martial art uh, martial arts technique it's a non-answer but it's a very shodan non-answer so it didn't bug me
1: Sort of. It was just the, like, because that was kind of like a throwaway line thing. Mm -hmm, Like For sure. I liked the explanation of, oh, yeah, I've got this, like, special martial arts, you know, technique for fighting dudes underwater. We're the underwater unit. Like, of course, we would have something like that. Like, all right, that was cool. Oh, you've been using this technique for too long. Please give me more. (laughs) Like, I, I really want to know why she can breathe underwater. Because she did a good
0: martial arts. If Goku can do martial arts so good, he can fly. She can do martial arts so good, she can breathe underwater.
1: <laughs> I, that's that's totally fair. I just, again, there was a lot of stuff I liked in the stuff above this. So Hard ended up going down here.
0: Gotcha. I got Mori King at 11. I okay. kind of enjoyed the retrospective, like, flash-forward narrative stuff. I thought it was a pretty cute ending you know, seeing all the Mm -hmm. bugs as humans now. And like I said, I appreciated ending with basically the same pervert joke at the end. And it just Mm -hmm. felt like how these stories about like a mystical pet end, like it's always then the pet dies, but then not really. Yeah. It's Digimon season three.
1: (laughs) Fair. You know, it's
0: not my favorite ending, but I'm not going to knock it for that. I will Mm -hmm. miss Mori King slightly. I think, although I'm excited. I definitely think something better can take its place. So,
1: yeah, it's there. Like, that's one of the series where it's like, "It eh, was fine," but I like you. I'm excited for something new. Mm-hmm. What do you have? at 10? hopefully it's good. That's where I have Mashal. Okay. It was again. It was pretty good. Some setup with the weapon stuff. Uh, we're really in the meat of my. Yeah, I like this pretty good. Eh.
0: Yeah, same with me. That's where I have Build King. I again sure. said my full piece on it. I wish it was a little more exciting for an ending, but. Uh, didn't make the series fall in my steam at all. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty much mm-hmm. at the point where I want it to stay. What do you have at number nine?
1: That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. I liked the, I guess, the Sakura of the trio showing up.
0: Yeah, I like the ending well enough. Nine's where I put Mashal. Again, okay. j- just kind of normal shonen stuff, but also what I'm in the magazine for. So mm-hmm. not going to complain about that.
1: What do you got at eight? That's where I have Mission Yuzukuro pretty cute moments. The stuff with the brothers good, drunk Futaba's great. And I also liked the thing with the uh, hacker's sister singing like pop idol songs. I'd forgotten and, like, about that. That was pretty good. Yeah, and she like she's actually into it, but she's embarrassed that she's into it. So Nano's the one who's like uh I'm a young kid. It's totally fine if I'm into this shit. Let's go. Yeah. I got me and RoboCo at eight.
0: Like I said, okay. it, I it, I thought it was genuinely funny. I like that the you know, two friend characters had to like come up with a plot and it was, you know, again, it felt like a parody of Shonen manga without being anything specific, like Gachi Gorilla doing after image technique, basically. And like, the oh, I have to perfectly calculate how to do this while my mm-hmm. friend is, uh you know, risking his life out there. A- mm-hmm. And, you know, Return of the Madoka joke, which always gets at least a smile from me. Yeah. And, and all, it felt like it used all the characters in, in this series to their full extent. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I don't know what more I can ask of me and
1: RoboGo. <laughs> uh, what do you have at seven? That's where I put Black Clover. I just really liked the thing with the Captain of the Green Mantises. Like, I, I liked his backstory. I do like him as a character. And
0: I didn't even know who that was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like. I understand that you tend to get lost in Black Culver, but I think he's a pretty cool dude. So I really liked his backstory and the, you know, like, ah, the only thing that can defeat me now is anti-magic. Like, screw you. I can cut anything I want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got Mission Yuzakura family at seven. Not much more to add. Sure. Good stuff. What do you got at six? That's where I put Undead and Luck. Okay. I forgot that. You didn't have that here yet.
1: Yeah. The author's backstory really got me. Like... Especially the, you know, the kid being basically like stuck out of phase. I like and the
0: idea and it, it does explain the, the author to a fair degree. I, it being just weird, seemed, yeah. It just seemed real like, oh, I got this incredible power. And then also for some reason, this downside.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Like it sort of makes sense in a way uh, with it being like, yeah, I got the this awesome power to see the story. And because of that, I was removed from it.
0: I guess I just didn't get that parallel at all. It didn't seem
1: like they were related to me.
0: Like when you say it like that on paper, it sounds good. But
1: yeah, that's that's kind of how I read it. But it was really the moment that got me was the just the emotional moment of like the first time that they basically got heard or the author, you know, got heard. And it was like, yeah, Undead and Unluck are the ones who saved me like me trying to write their story allowed me to exist again.
0: Yeah. Eh, like I said, it just, it didn't do it for me. I That's fair. When, when you uh, say it out like that sounds pretty good, but it didn't do it for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was me and Roboco. Just, I, it, it didn't work for me.
0: I got Dr. Stone at six. I thought it was a okay. very, very good Dr. Stone. Super good. Yeah. I, I like the idea of oh you can't see the Medusa on radar, so they use that to cover their ship is super good. Like the stealth boat stuff, typical Doctor Stone, but good. Yep. Yeah, I really
1: enjoyed it. What do you got at five? That's where I have my hero. Same. It, good. You know the so some of the Tartarus stuff is cool. It's nice to see some of these villains again, even if like like you, I hope they're just done. You, or not entirely done, but like they don't get you know title card fights.
0: Yeah, I feel like you have to give Muscle something like that though. I mean, maybe a racer head takes him out and that's fine, like if it's kind of off-screen.
1: Yeah, that, like that's what I was thinking. Like you can you can have them be warm-ups, like they're going to fight one of the adult superheroes.
0: Well, like I said, I just I don't think there's anything the story gains from having Muscle appear in it further.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. No. But I am interested in these couple of new people that like, you know, yeah, you're in Tartarus with all these other people like you're Something's going to be cool about you.
0: Like, and Bakugo needs a rival character. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Todoroki's obviously got Dabi to go up against, and Deku has Tomura. Mm Mm-hmm. It does feel like Bakugo's lacking somebody. Yeah, it does. Especially if we assume it's going to be Toga and Ochako. Yeah. Which doesn't have to be, but seems like the most obvious route. Yeah. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Same. Real cute.
1: Real nice. Yeah. Yep. Super good. What do you have at number three? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Okay. I really like this week's Dr. Stone. I think mostly because it had the, like, I love these, the smart person moments where Chrome is the one who comes up with the idea to coat the boat in the Medusa, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's that common thing of, like, I've had this happen all the time, where it's like you're trying to come up with ideas, and then someone else, like, steps in from the side and is like, why don't you just do this? Mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. And so I just, I really like that moment for Chrome when you know, they're like, all right, cool, well, the Medusa's free of radar, but what are we going to do about this stealth boat? Why don't we just coat the stealth boat in Medusas? Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of them. Yeah, like, everyone just kind of looks at him like, that's genius. Yeah. Like, even Zeno has that look on his face of, like, I didn't think of that at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's the advantage of starting from nothing and not having yeah. preconceived notions. I got hard-boiled cop and dolphin at three. Okay. I liked, like, like I said, I really liked the captain's fight. I like the idea of them having air stored up to increase their movement underwater, like jets. Yeah. That's a cool idea. And I liked the shonen stuff in the back. Yeah. From Shark. I really yeah. enjoyed it all. Fair. What do you got at number two? That's where I have Hell's Paradise. Same. <laughs> the week before, this is Hell's Paradise might have gone even higher. Honestly,
1: yeah, that one was that one was solid.
0: I thought this might be the last chapter, and that would not have upset me.
1: It would not have. But I'm also really intrigued to see what else they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But I really liked the like. Honestly, there's a little bit of a disconnect with. The Like, I'm wondering exactly what the next chapter is going to be, considering the whole thing was like, you know, hey, you're probably thinking about what's happening with Gabimara and all the others, but that would be peaking and we shouldn't do that.
2: Yeah,
0: like the story ends when the action's over.
1: Yeah, like I, I really liked that.
0: You don't need one last chapter just to see if your ship's all worked out? Like, <laughs> yes, I do.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, Gabimara finds find his wife, that's sweet. Yeah,
0: and clearly he's going to enter in a three-way relationship with her and the samurai girl, and they're all going to live very happily.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm really excited to see what's going on with the end of Hell's Paradise.
0: All right. We got One Piece at number one. Peak One Piece. Yeah. Couldn't ask for anything better. The only problem with the chapter is we don't get one next week.
1: Yeah, that that is really it. Just super solid One Piece.
0: All right. Anything else you want to say or shall we move along? Nope. I'm good. We read Bakuman volume 14 and we will be back to talk about that after the break. All right, so we read Bakuman Volume 14 this week, about halfway done through Bakuman. What did you think of it, Kevin, since it's your first time through it?
1: Super solid volume. I really liked the their fan being introduced and everything that came out of that.
0: Yeah, we're at an interesting point. It was kind of true in the last volume, but also true of this volume as well, where it's a little hard to talk about my feelings without getting into spoilers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of going to let you drive this one a little bit more. Sure. This is kind of the first antagonist I feel like Bakuman has had.
1: Yeah. The first. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, the first real antagonist they've had. uh, Certainly they've had challenges to overcome, but most of those have like, you know, even when they're in their bet against the editor in chief, he's not actually the antagonist. Yeah. You know, he's just the, he's the guy that's like, yeah I'm I'm making yourself push you or I'm making you guys push yourself but
0: and and edgy seems like he's angling for antagonists when he says the thing early on about wanting the power to cancel any series. Yeah, but that quickly gets turned on its head.
1: Yes. so we get to see more of uh, classroom of truth.
0: quite a bit of it actually. I feel like it's the most we've seen of any manga, although maybe we've seen some more PCP than that.
1: No, I'm pretty sure we saw almost the entire first chapter between this week and or yeah. uh, this volume and last volume.
0: Mhm. And we see little glimpses into the future of it as well since there are 10 chapters.
1: Yeah, and they start talking about about it, you know, they kind of we're like going mostly through the first chapter then they're like, "Oh man, I can't believe who's doing this by chapter 10." Mm-hmm. And so I like that it turns out that the author is one of the Guys who wrote to them with fan letters.
0: Yeah, and they're like, hey, I kind of remember that name. And they're like, oh, yeah, he used to always write to us. And they get out his old fan letters.
1: Yeah, and like the last time he wrote to them was when they started doing... Tonto. Tonto.
0: And he was like, ah, oh, you'd suck at comedy.
1: Yeah, he was like, oh, you guys sold out. Great, well, bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they, they kept... And Takagi's like, this is basically exactly what I meant by non-mainstream battle manga.
1: Yes. I do like the running gag. They're like, non-traditional, traditional batamanga Manga. <laughs> and like, they keep coming up with new words. And Mashiro is like, this isn't actually going anywhere. You're just coming up with new contradictory words to describe this thing.
0: Yeah. I love Takagi's face, the way it's drawn every time he does, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, he keeps getting into the weird, almost JoJo poses mm-hmm. for some of them. Mm-hmm. Just really good. Uh-huh. So, obviously, they're, I forget... Do you remember what the guy's name is? Nanamine? the fan turned yep. rival. The fan turned rival does not win the award.
0: They give him a very high score, but like the guy who the cynical guy before jumps, like no, nah, we can't publish this, so we can't give him an award.
1: Yeah, well, they give him their best score. Like mm-hmm. you know, if you were going off their rankings, he was their number one. But even they were talking about it, they were like, "This isn't, this isn't worth. Like, this isn't jump." Yeah
0: and they have a debate about where master is like should we like rank it low and Takagi's like no like it's not our job to decide if it's publishable or not we
2: should yeah. rank it as
0: manga and then let the editors decide
1: Yeah but they don't give it, do it perfect scores because they were like ah oh, there's like next to no character in anybody so they were like you know the art's great like the elements are great the story and characters is like was like a two or a three but he was like but then everything else is fives
2: like mm-hmm.
0: Well, and they talk about how it's almost specifically anti-jump. Like, the protagonist is super bland and boring and has a very normal name. Yeah. The, it's super cynical. Friendship doesn't re- result in anything.
1: Yeah. And so we also get introduced to a new rookie editor. Kasugi. Who has been... Because they were like, well, yes, we can't run Classroom of Truth and Jump, and that's why I didn't win the award, but we absolutely want this guy, if he wants to continue submitting to Jump, we absolutely want him on as an artist.
0: And they're even like, yeah, it's happened before where people just want to show off their skills, so they write something that's super, that's just targeted for an older one, but audience, but they want to write something in Jump. So they tone it yeah. down afterward. And so you're like, okay, yeah. Kisugi, you're, you you got to get the goose that lays the golden eggs. you got to figure out either get him to submit to young jump or work with him to make something that's more acceptable for our target audience. And there's even talk about like, we could run this, our target audience or our average audience is over 18 now. And other editors like, no, that means we need to run stuff to attract younger people.
1: Yeah. He was like, we need to get that lower, which makes sense when you're going for a market niche. She was like, Oh, our, you know, our market niche is expanding. It was like, cool. That we, you know but we don't want to lose our actual niche so we can't run you know like pcp is was one that was like specifically targeting the fringes of the thing but well, but they like, talk
0: about how it's super popular with kids too like yeah. it is popular with the the older audience too but like they want to keep it out there like their incentive there's even arguments for like we should keep this even if it ranks low because it hits our target audience better
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing with, I keep wanting to call it Tonto, Tonto, was it was like, even when they're in the 13s, it was like, no, you guys are absolutely in no need of being cancelled, because you are hitting exactly our target audience with something we need right now. But the other big thing with PCP is it hits both fringes, like you were saying, it hits the younger and the older audience, whereas this would only hit the older audience, so this would tend to skew more and more to one side, versus since PCP hits both, it still maintains a balance, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Nanamine's character, like, before the twist?
1: I really, like, it. I think it really sets up the twist well. Because, you know, he at first he just comes off as, like, super friendly and kind of, like, a very excitable person. Like, he's just, he's talking all the time. He's, like, super into everything. Which is, you know, a, a big contrast to his editor, who's, like, kind of timid because he's kind of new. And I really like that, like, you know, that's how Nanamine is. And then there's one moment when, I guess we can get into, so what Nanamine does after he find, finds out that he hasn't won the award is he uploads scans of his manga to his blog saying like, oh man, can you believe this? This didn't win the Tez- you know the Tezuka award or what, whichever one he was going for.
0: Which, also, of course, creates a whole bunch of buzz. We're like, oh, how could shit and Jump not like something as good as this? Even all his assistants are like, why didn't you give this a great rating? And they're like, we
1: did. Yeah, I do like that. You know, <laughs> what? You guys didn't give this a good great, a good rating. Like, no, we absolutely did. We It was the best one we read. But then they're also talking about how, like, no, he's not allowed to upload that stuff. Like, since it didn't actually win the award and wasn't going to get run, the fact that he uploaded it was in a bit of a gray area but the main thing was also the fact that he uploaded that before the results of the awards were out like mm-hmm. publicly which was a you know a much bigger deal
0: yeah but it does get him a meeting with the editor in chief
1: yes before that though when everyone's talking about it and takagi is like man this is like a really calculated move to draw some huge press and we kind of have that moment a couple moments of Naminé, like you know, almost showing the supervillain side of himself. Uh huh. Where it's like, oh, he he actually probably calculated this out. Like this is you know this is a calculated stunt, not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oops, sorry. I just thought I was posting on my blog. Yeah, and Takagi's like, it could backfire,
0: but it's well thought out. Yeah, and it gets him a meeting with the editor in chief, who's like, yeah, we we can't publish that now. Now that it's online for free, and he's like, oh no, I have something different and better.
1: Yeah, and this was after he was right before that. The editor was like, "All right, well, if you can tone Classroom of Truth down for a younger audience," because he was like, "No, I, I want to, I don't want to do a new story. I'll 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 like tweak this story so that it's suitable for Jump." Hmm. Uh, but then he's like, "Oh, I've already got a brand new story," and his editor's like, "What? You didn't mention that at all. Like you said, you know, three days ago that you absolutely wanted to run Classroom of Truth." Hmm. But he's like, "Ah, I figured
0: something different would be better."
1: Yeah, again, hints into what's actually going on with him.
0: Yeah, and then he gets a meeting with Takagi and Mashiro, who he's a big fan of, and as soon as the editor has to leave, he like, he like Yu-Gi-Oh! style shifts his hair into a supervillain mode. Yes. It's super well done visually. He's like, aw, oh, can't believe that fucking idiot. A- anyway, what did you think of my master plan? Like, I figured this was the fastest way to get into jump. And yeah. I've got this method where, like, instead of an editor, I've got 50 people I handpicked who gave me good feedback who are going to help me write it online.
1: One of which is an ex-editor uh huh, for a different, you know, he was like, yes, posting on the blog built a lot of buzz. But what it also allowed me to do was build my cabal of 50 people that, like, I, you know, I handpicked. All right, these people actually have, like, good input.
0: Yeah, and he's like, and he's basically like, manga is just like taking the stuff you've read before and recompositing it into a new idea. He's like, mm-hmm. like, we're Classroom of Truth. I just took like this super basic series that I hadn't heard of personally and I combined it with the stuff you guys had in Money and Intelligence and Detective Trap. And that's what I squeezed out. Yep. And like, my best ideas came from fan suggestions online. Yep. Which Mashro is aghast at, and Takagi's a little on the fence of, which I do appreciate. That Takagi's like, uh, there are upsides to this method. Yes, and no. Instead of treating it like a full, like, evil thing to do.
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely like, I, that. that is a method, but Mashro is absolutely against it. But at the same time, it's very similar to the one time that they took fan suggestions
2: mm-hmm. off of the
1: letters. It was like, you know, I mean, yes, list, uh, development by the community can lead to good things but it does need to be moderated
0: and his argument and is like i've already handpicked the people and i am the final arbiter but it yeah. is a, a too many cooks spoil the broth thing but even then like manga is already and american comic books are not a one-man show yep and with takagi and Mashiro, they're even less so than other manga right because they're already a mm-hmm. duo and then they have their assistants and of course their editor and editor-in-chief above them yeah Which is kind of Nanamine's point as well, of like, it's already not your pure work.
1: Yes, but I like that they kind of have the thing of, and this kind of shows, even though is like, yes, I am the final Arbiter. He just kind of goes along with what everyone says, Mm -hmm. basically. Except he constantly lies to them about the rankings, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, because titanic ego, low self-esteem.
1: Yeah. Mashiro and Takagi have this thing, and he leaves, and they're like, all right, well... We can't snitch on him, mainly because what he's doing isn't actually against the rules. Like, it's not illegal or anything. It's just... Would be heavily frowned upon. But we can't be the ones to rat him out.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like, we we just gotta beat him with our manga. Because this is a non-traditional battle manga. All along. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I... D- the only appearance from Edgy we get in this uh, volume is just him reading the new work and being like, oh, uh, yeah, it's it's like Ashigori's work, like Ashigori too. But I don't know. I just can't see the guy. And Yujiro's yep. uh, like, what do you mean? He's like, "Yeah, never met him.
1: Yeah. But I, I really like <laughs> that, you know, that it's, again, that prescient, Edgy thing where he reads the work once. And I was like, I can't see the author's face at all. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head because it's actually, you know, 50, 52 dudes technically.
0: Yep. Because there's also the one editor who Mm -hmm. who finds out about it and he's told, yeah, you'll be opinion 51, but Nanami pretty much always ignores him. Yep. Even though he's like, hey, yeah, your character was weak. He's like, oh, you're just, you probably read that in the textbook. Like, it's just generic bullshit. I don't need that.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what all the editors say. You know, the story's a little, uh, oh, we'll just, we'll, we'll take this and dumb the story down. That's not going to work. You know, and the editor's like actually giving some decent advice.
2: Mm hmm.
0: That not I mean just because of his preconceived biases completely ignores. Mm-hmm. Although the one bit of advice he does take to heart is when he's like, Hey, your background like your your story might be as good as Ashigori's, but your art isn't. In particular, your backgrounds are really flat. Yeah. So he goes out and hires Nakai to be his assistant and do his backgrounds. Yep. Who is drawn like an absolute monster this entire volume?
1: Yep, the blob.
0: Yep. Just no sympathy for him. Although he, even he is like, yeah, this this is not a great method. Like, but yeah, I am but, getting paid well for this, so maybe I should shut up?
1: Yeah, and like, that's the, that's the moment that really, you know, like, you're being a bit of a sad sack. You're, and, you know, he's living with his mom, and then he's like, oh, I, you know, I'll come in. Yeah, and he's like still being a bit of a sleazebag about like, oh, you have some girls, right? Cool. And then like it almost looks like he's gonna say something when that when he notices that it's the Mogabai committee, and then he doesn't, and I was like, oh, oh man, I was hoping for a bit of a redemption there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, Aoki gets a new series, but Tomorrow. He yeah, uh, does not which is very funny and his editor like to get him to work harder is like oh she's gonna dump you if you don't get a series she only likes guys who work hard and then when he doesn't he has to rush over there because
1: he's afraid he's gonna kill himself (laughs) yeah well he calls him at first and he uh (laughs) he doesn't pick up he's like oh god what have i done uh he like bursts in the door like dude i was fuck, you know uh i was fucking with you she's not gonna dump you just because you didn't get a series
0: well, he's like she needs you right now. She she like desperately needs an extra editor to hit her deadline or an extra assistant to hit her deadline. Come on, you can go over there. All of her assistants are girls. You'll love it there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love. He's like I can build my own harem. He's like none of that.
0: I, I love that he talks to the assistants and they're like, so what do you like about her? He's like she's got a pretty face. I always wanted a girlfriend with a pretty face. And they're like, you cannot
1: tell her that. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> they're like giving him advice. I really, yeah, like I that. do. I do
1: really like that too. <laughs> Uh and then I, I like that they all kind of bond with him like uh and at the end he was kind of like oh that was kind of fun they were like yeah you were so much fun to work with uh you know maybe I could just stay like this and co was like no you will absolutely make another series like yeah. she doesn't she doesn't say it that way but she was like no you have to get your own series like you know you can't give up on your dreams mm-hmm. like not realizing that this <laughs> is like just
0: to not do my kid
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> His dreams are to be a trophy wife. (laughs) Yes. And look, there's no shame in that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so, but he does, uh, Nanamane does really, really well at first. Like, they plan the end of a PCP arc to coincide with his second chapter to try and crush it down, and it doesn't work. But then as he just starts dumbing the story down, it starts doing worse and worse.
1: Yeah, well, the reason for that is, so the first, they're like, you know, we can try and beat his first chapter, but that's really hard. Honestly, what we need to do is hit the second chapter. That's where the biggest slump can happen. So that's why they plan their PCP arc to end at the second chapter. But he had a trick up his sleeve where he had Naki come in and do the backgrounds for the second chapter. So suddenly the art quality shot up a ton, mm-hmm. which gave it some novelty.
0: But he still doesn't beat Aoki's new series, which is part of like, Nakai's motivation to no, coming I thought back.
1: He, I thought he got second again. Yeah, yeah, but she got first. Oh, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So she got first when he, because he got second when his uh, first chapter showed up, but then he got second on his second chapter and they were like, that never happens. Mm -hmm. And it was really just the gimmick of his art quality showed up a ton.
0: Yeah. And then he starts going down and down, but he keeps lying about the results and saying they're slightly better than they are.
1: And, yeah, and they'll like, be like, oh, we dropped to ninth. He was like, oh, we got
0: seventh. And he's like, and they're like, why Why do you have a beef with the author of PCP? Like, it's just making you're, you're, you're getting tunnel vision and it's making your series worth.
1: Yeah. And I do like some of the first people where he was like, we're going to crush them. And some of his community is like, dude, I just wanted to throw cool ideas together to make a manga. I didn't sign up to try and crush another manga editor. Screw you. I'm out.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's slowly losing people. And he starts. Taking them out as he comes more and more apart.
1: Yeah, and I, I love. You know, it.
0: They're like, ah, you should try to do the same twist as PCP. What couldn't you get Nakai to spy on them? And he's like, no, absolutely not. It's like, oh, but what if I challenge them to do the exact same plot? And he calls them, and he's like, I have this challenge, and they're like, that's sad. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I also I really like during this whole thing where Takagi's wife. Why can't I? No. Yeah. yeah, or no, Kaya. right? Miho's the other Miho does not uh, appear in this volume. Mio does not. When Kai's like, oh, so you guys are going to try and work on your uh, other volume to... Because, like, they obviously... They tell her what Nanamine is doing. And she's like, oh, so you're going to work on your other manga to crush him? And they were like, no. We're going to make PCP... We're going to keep making PCP the best manga that we can. Yeah, I do Like, like, like that's how we're... Yeah,
0: when we were younger, we're, yeah, we probably would have tried to pull some bullshit like that, but...
1: Yeah, like... No, the the idea is not ready. We'll we'll bring it out when it's done. We're going to continue with P C P and make that the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I really like that moment of personal growth, especially with them hanging the hat on. Like, yeah, when we first started, that's absolutely what we would have done. We would have tried to pull out. Oh, all right, fine, we'll make a second manga and beat you with it. And they were like, Nah, we'll just beat you with P C P. Your idea won't work. Like, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: it sounds good at first, but it you relied on gimmicks to get your chapter two to stay second place. Yeah.
0: Anything else you want to say on the volume?
1: Oh, it was kind of sad that um, when he, when Nanamine was getting his new series, Loveletta and Peace got cancelled. Yeah. But I definitely liked how, is it Shun?
0: I just, I literally just looked at his name on our list. Um, Yes,
1: Shun. Okay. He was like, well, you know, that was the one that I wrote with Takagi Sensei, so I'm super excited to do the next one. Like, even Hattori is like, you know, hey, dude, I'm really sorry that your series got canceled. That kind of blindsided me. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Because it's not like it was doing great, but it wasn't doing bad
2: either. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I specifically didn't bring that up because I have opinions on it, but they're spoilers, so I can't really talk about them. Fair. Um, Yeah, I think I've said my entire piece. It's interesting that they're introducing an antagonist this late in the game.
1: I mean, I feel like he's not going to be an antagonist for very long.
0: Yeah, they, even at the end of this chapter, he seems on his on the ropes, right? Or at yeah. the end of this volume, rather. Yeah. But, like, it's just an interesting choice because Bakuman has always been about, like, more realistic than that, I suppose. And even here, they at least try to treat it with that, with Takagi being like, oh, there are, like, merits to his method. But also, he's clearly at every, just the way he's drawn and the way he talks, at every point, he's clearly supposed to be the antagonist.
1: Yeah, which again is interesting. Oh, I do like that they snuck in a
0: a slime uh, dunk death. reference. Or well, death no, I was right. thinking,
1: I was thinking the Death Note reference where they're like, uh, "How does writing your name in the Death Note or Luffy's arm stretching actually works?" Because they're talking about the
0: mechanics of classroom. Of the mechanic,
1: Truth. yeah, the mechanics of Classroom of Truths not making a ton of sense
0: and arguing whether they should or not.
1: Yeah, uh, Takagi, which I agree with. It was like. Uh, I, I agree with both of them because, yes, I do believe that your, even if it's a system of magic, should at least have some kind of framework. Well, it's like uh, uh Brandon Sanderson has, has some really good stuff on how, like, magic systems should work, which is very similar to how One Piece and that stuff is, you know, like even if it's like you explain it a little bit less there, it needs to at least be some kind of framework, not this guy can do whatever the hell he wants.
0: And just the way tropes work, I think something like classroom of truth needs it more because when you're doing a modern setting, like if you just like paint a fantasy setting and you have someone throw a fireball, people are going to intuit how that works and you can yeah. go into more de- depth later if you want, or the story needs, but you don't have to, mm-hmm. which I think is why uh Mashiro gets caught up on it. And Takagi doesn't because the guy's like, yeah, yes. you know, Maybe I'll explain it later if it's important. It's not actually important to the story how it works.
1: Yeah, but that that would be one of the things. where it's like I uh, like I'd be fine with him actually explaining it later, but I would hope that he explains it later. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I remember I watched an anime. I think it's called K. Uh, it's like uh, a K and then a K backwards, and it's just called K. That really interested me at first, and then it started ignoring all of the rules that it set up for its power system. And I was like, "You, you've lost me." Then,
0: yeah. Break. Although rules exist to be broken in fiction, I firmly believe that. But you have to make that
1: feel important and big. Yeah, the, and like that. What I meant with uh, them breaking, like it's not ignoring and breaking rules are different. Yeah, they they ignored the rules, not you know like Goku getting Goku going Super Saiyan kind of thing, which isn't I guess isn't yeah. breaking the rules. Although it's but, weirdly
0: the example I thought of too.
1: Yeah where it was like all right so you know like he he had to surpass his human limits mm-hmm. because he's not actually human but it's like that like that's something along of breaking the rules or like bending them slightly to get an effect that you want as opposed to just outright ignoring them mm-hmm. it was like oh yeah they can do this thing why how don't just throw that out at me yeah you know you can't be you can't be like ochako's quirk kind of thing like oh yeah she can just like control everything that she floats now Huh?
0: <laughs> I mean, again, you can, but it depends on how the story is done. Uh, we're yeah. we're kind of going in circles,
1: though. So uh, Yes.
0: Anything else you want to say on the volume?
1: No. Really good. Really looking forward to reading volume 15. That's just five more.
0: 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. There are technically six more. Six more. Because of how accounting works. Yep. Halfway there, like I said. <laughs> yes. All right. That just leaves us with personality parallel level.
1: <laughs> What does the scouter say about his power level?
0: Personally, power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst, and Bakuman characters do very well. At mm-hmm. the very top, we have Uzumaki Naruto, that ninja who likes to yell. At the bottom, we have Koku, who is a worse master Roshi. In mm-hmm. the middle, we have Tomura from Shigaraki from My Hero Academia and Buggy the Clown from One Piece. From Bakuman, we have Edgy at number eight because he's great. Mm-hmm. We got Kaya at 12, because she's also great. Mashiro yes. at 14. Takagi at 23. Koaoki at 29. Akira Hatori, their first editor, right below her at 30. I Iwase at 33. Fukuda at 34. Yujiro Hattori, the other Hatori who edits Edgy at 39. Kizuwa Himura, who writes Otter 11 at 41, or I suppose wrote. Koji Yoshida, his editor, at 47. Guru Miura, their second editor at 49, and Shushitori, the dog
1: guy at 59.
0: Does anyone jump out of you this chapter to rank, Kevin?
1: I kind of like at first I was thinking Nanamine, but I kind of want to at least wait until next volume.
0: Yeah, the problem just is just to see the characters who I think are featured heavily in this um, volume have pretty important stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, and that was the same. Like that was the thing with Nanamine. You know, obviously we've ranked a bunch of the other ones uh, that were in this. We could certainly
0: put Nanamine on and move him, depending on how his
1: arc is yeah, If
0: you want to do that, but if you have someone else, I am open to suggestions.
1: I mean, he's really because like there's not too many other like we have a couple of new characters introduced here, but I really want to see what's happening with Natamine and his editor in next volume. Mm-hmm. So if you can't think of anybody, I think Natamine, and then just move him if yeah. we need to.
0: Yeah. It's difficult because I know more about Natamine, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So based on Bakuman characters, who like stands out as comparable to you? We'll start there.
1: It's kinda hard because like he's not the best villain. Like I always have trouble sometimes ranking villains gonna
0: say do we, we want to go compared to other villains? Then is that the way we should actually go?
1: I think that's probably the way to actually go. Because like, I have trouble certain villains. You know, like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's like an excellent villain in the fact that you absolutely fucking despise him. Mm-hmm. Versus there are like the you know gentleman villains that they're just their goals happen to be different than the protagonist, so that's why they're the bad guy and it's like i can like that guy more but at the same time somebody like joffrey like that like that's basically his goal is to be the person you absolutely fucking despise so while i do hate him he's playing his you know he's doing his role so well that i can't fault him for it
0: i don't think he's as good as buggy the clown what do you think
1: yeah i would agree
0: i think he's better than speed of sound sonic from one punch man though but you like one punch man more than me
1: yeah i i think he's better than sonic
0: okay the only Bakumon character we have between them is Shun. I think he's better than Shun personally. What about you?
1: Yeah, the Shun's a little bland. I mean, maybe he'll get more character later. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with that because Nanamine does have the like that switch is really good in this volume mm-hmm. of you know him putting on the act of being the excitable idiot and then coming off as the calculating. Genius.
0: How do you think he compares to Maka from Soul Eater?
1: I like him more than Maka. Okay. I
0: like him more than Gamko, who is the puppet girl from Flame of Recca.
1: Fair. I
0: also like him more than Chisei Hitori from Ancient Magus Bride, though I know you like that character more
1: than me. Yeah, I think I do like Chisei more.
0: Okay. Then Toru Nanamine will go at number 55 above Gamko and below Chisei Hitori. And that will do it for this week. Join us next week, where we are going to read Haiku, because I want to do that this year. And so we might as well get started. Yes, sounds good. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistbite by Tom W. Emeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our other podcasts we did a year in review show that should be up in the last time on video games feed if you want to hear us talking about pop culture from 2020 that was me kevin as well as zach and tyler from my other podcasts Mm -hmm. anything you want to plug this week kevin nope have a great week everybody